From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's time for another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com, breaking down the biggest stories each week for the 3A, 2A, and 1A schools in District 3. I'm Brandon Bainey, and now here is the uh, new Bishop Sycamore superfan, Logan Green. <laughs> Logan, what's up? Oh, yeah. You know, that is just the craziest. Um, we were just talking about it, the, the craziest setup. If you haven't read anything about it, you need to – Go look it up on whatever outlet you choose. But uh, this school, uh, basically it's an online charter school that somehow hoodwinked everybody into thinking that they had all these Division One kids on their team and ended up getting on ESPN. And, I mean, if you listen to the ESPN broadcast, they kind of get upset at them on the on tv saying they lied to us they said they had d1 offers and i can't even find any of these kids anywhere so it's a that's your crazy story for the weekend just uh it's high school football related i mean obviously it's not district just district three in idaho but it's uh it's an interesting story just uh espn being hoodwinked by a, a team to get on tv and you know no Sounds like it's a it's something that the administration and the coaching staff needs to own up to, and definitely not the kids on that team, though. Yeah, it's too bad they were just put in a bad situation. It's it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it kind of isn't. And I guess Logan, to bring it all back to where we're at, I'm glad that we live in the state of Idaho where stuff like that doesn't happen, right? Teams no. for the most part are pretty upfront about when coaches set schedules and things like that. Obviously. I, I could be wrong. I don't think ESPN's ever come here to broadcast a game. IdahoSports.com, baby. That's I know. We at. are ESPN. So, <laughs> and they can't lie to us. I, I just blows my mind that nobody even did a Google search on them. Like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do that. And nobody, nobody prepped. Nobody looked at it. And as I guarantee that I do every week, I'm looking up stuff on teams and players and past records and, it's just funny that it didn't it got that far without anybody looking at anything that i think that's what's i think that's what baffles me is how did it get that far without a producer uh the color guy the play-by-play guy anybody realized what was going on so yeah that was that's a wild story and that was a school out of uh ohio i believe you're right right so anyways back here in idaho yes, logan anyways. we we had a we had a crazy weekend, op- really, truly opening weekend of high school football. Um, I'll kind of just give you free reign to talk about what stood out to you, some of the scores, some of the players, some of the performances. Yeah, I mean, it was, like you said, it was just great to be back. Um, I did six games this weekend. So did one Thursday night, Friday night, and then four on Saturday. And it was just, it was just great to be back. It was great to see people there in the stands and in the atmosphere. I did a, a home game for a home. I say home in quotes for capital. It was at Donna Larson, um, but a true home game for Middleton. And that's always fun when you're, when it's a true home game for a team 
at their place with their fans. You know, you got the kids over on the side playing football the whole time in the grass. It's always fun to see. Um, and then four uh, eight-man games at Middleton that were all um, had their own intricate stories and storylines and results. So it was just it was just good to be back in the saddle and and back at some football games again. You pretty much hit every level except uh, the the three A two A one A Treasure Valley teams, but that's <laughs> that's right. how the schedule yeah. works sometimes, right? Everybody but my group. But hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, it'll be teams that play them, like we saw. Oh, you know, when it comes to playoff times, these are going to be teams that meet. Like I saw Lighthouse Christian. Uh, of course, they played Notice in the first round, and and, and Notice really struggled with them. Um, Lighthouse looked looked pretty good in that game against Kendrick, but I think of all the teams I saw, I think Kendrick stood out as, and I know that's Paul's pick to win one AD two, and I don't think it's a bad pick after seeing them. Uh, they looked really good. Uh, their quarterback um, Kep, he looked like a quarterback. Just you know, some some guys are athletic and just play quarterback, but he truly looked like a quarterback back there and. Um, I know this isn't this isn't our uh, region to be discussing, but they look they looked really good. Um, just just a lot of good football around the state. Um, but I think if you look in you know the teams that that we cover, um, just gonna bring we're gonna look at some scores. Just if you haven't gotten a chance to um, look at the scoreboard around the state for the one A, two A, three A's right here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, we'll just go over some scoring recaps for you. Of course, um, Rimrock they fell to Dietrich fifty-two to eight. Uh, Garden Valley fell to Carey fifty-two to zero. I think that was one that um, that we discussed it last week. We're gonna say where does Garden Valley sit, and maybe it's gonna take some time for the Wolverines to get it rolling. Um, Greenleaf fell to Hagerman fifty to twenty-six. Um, then Horseshoe Bend was all over Idaho City. So that's a team that we talked about being a, a potential strong dark horse or maybe a dark Mustang, um, I should say, a uh, team to look out for in 1A, D2. And they, or they, they played well, 1 by 30. And then Notice was all over Tri-Valley, 54 to 12. Um, we'll get more into that a little bit later, but just a phenomenal effort by, by those teams by those pirates, you know, from notice, uh, of course, Wilder uh, all over Salmon River, 52 to zero. McCall Donnelly beat Orofino 41 to eight. Um, and then the close game of the night between uh, teams, we had Fruitland and Melba was 20 to 16 in favor of Fruitland. So Fruitland squeaks one out against the Mustang. So um, we both went against Melba <laughs> in our picks to win the conference, but Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Melba's right back where we thought they'd be. Uh, Nampa Christian beat Wendell 40 to 12. New Plymouth beat Parma 12 to 0. Marsing beat Valley 48 to 6. Uh, Weezer all over Buell. And I think that was a big one. I think a lot of people like Buell this year. A lot of people think uh, they're going to be strong. And Weezer all over them 35 to 6. And we talked about Weezer being one of those strong teams in 3A. And I, I think they proved it. Um, and then Cole Valley Christian all over Payette 43 to 20. We'll also get to that one. And then finally, just to wrap it up, Mike, the one that surprised me the most, Brandon, um, Homedale and Caldwell. Homedale, Homedale won. I think everybody kind of expected that. But 36 to 24, uh, a lot closer, 
honestly a lot closer than I thought. And I know this is this is scratching up to four A, um, but it, it's good to see Caldwell playing that well. I, I know it's a level down from them, but I, I don't think Homedale's that far off from a lot of four A schools. They beat Emmett last year. They hung with Middleton most of the game. I I think they're right there at that level. Um, and Caldwell hung with them and only lost by 12. And so it's good to see Caldwell um, playing a little bit better and and being more competitive. Yeah, it's a little bit of a paradox in some of these early season matchups that are closer than what you anticipate. The question is, is Caldwell better than we thought? Right. Or is Homedale maybe not as good as we thought? And the other game that really stood out to me in terms of that paradox was New Plymouth only defeating Parma. Yeah. 12 12 nothing. Is is Parma a lot better than we're giving them credit for? Or maybe is New Plymouth not quite uh, in that upper right. echelon of teams like we thought? So Yeah, and you're exactly right. You look at these and it's hard to to really gauge um things like that and say where are teams. Um another one that um and I'm, I'm going to eat crow right now because I said it that I didn't think Wilder Wilder's defense needed to show me something. Well, they they showed me um I mean, Sam River, not the strongest team, but to shut out anyone is tough. It doesn't matter who you are, but to go and beat them 52 to zero, like um, Wilder caught my attention this weekend. And and we will be at Wilder a week from not this weekend, but next weekend as they welcome in carry. And now all of a sudden, does that game look a lot more better, a lot better than it did a week ago before the season started? I think, at least to me, that sparked my attention in saying, whoa, I think we just walked into a really great potential week three matchup that we weren't expecting. Yeah, I I think the early season, and you talk about a team that comes out and dominates, but not only dominates, but pitches the shutout. McCall Donnelly really stood out to me as well. They're playing a a 2A opponent in Orofino, but you talk to their coach and their players this year, and they're pretty excited. You know, McCall Donnelly thinks they've got a pretty good chance. Yeah, I know DJ Green was just everywhere in that game, and he's going to be tough to handle. And I think, yeah, if you know, we talked a lot about a lot about Homedale, a lot about Weezer, and McCall Donnelly's over there. Like, wait a second, we're here. Um, we were just in the two A state championship just just two years ago, um, and you know, last year might have been down. This first year playing up at three A, um, but you got a year of that under your belt, and look out, they looked really good. Um, so you never know. We'll see what the we'll see what the Vandals can do this year. Excited to see, like you said, once week two rolls around, we learn learn a little bit more to these stories, um, like the one you questioned: Is Parma a lot better than we thought, or is Nampa or New Plymouth not as good? You know, we'll, we'll find out more next week. Yeah, I, I think what we thought coming into the season, though, especially with the three A SRV, the Snake River Valley Conference, it's going to be wild, man. With 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 Homedale and Weezer and McCall Donnelly and Fruitland, like Fruitland is kind of the forgotten team over here. But they're like, hey, yeah. we're one to know as well. We beat a pretty yeah, good and team. they beat Melba, who's always a strong two A yeah. team. And it's like Fruitland. How many state championships in a row did they go to? And you know, from twenty eleven to twenty eighteen, it was like every other year they were there and. Yeah, they're kind of forgot. There's just there's just so much going on that it's hard to really get to everybody. And I think, man, it's going to be excited once they, exciting once they start uh, start getting rolling over there. Um, yeah, excited to see how it'll shake out. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating. The other thing we talked about is the like the max preps ratings in terms of trying to get a, a schedule put together that's going to pay off for you. I think I think Fruitland certainly did that with the win over Melba, and then we expect maybe Melba to right. turn around and pile up a bunch of wins in the two A uh, conference there. So yeah, I mean that's going to be something to keep an eye on as well. Teams are going to be charting not only how they're doing, but also hey, how did this team we beat in week one? How how are they doing still? So. It, yeah, exactly. It'll be, I, you know, the transitive property um, argument is, I always enjoy that. I, you know, like one year, the Vandals or Idaho beat, they beat somebody who beat somebody who beat somebody who beat somebody and it got all the way to, to Duke. And it was like, yeah, Idaho's better than Duke. So how's that? So it's always fun to see that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure teams will be, be looking at that here coming pretty soon well if, if so-and-so beat so-and-so then i think we could beat so-and-so um so we'll see i mean there was a lot of great not only games but individual performances this weekend um and i think probably one of the the highlights is and we talked about him last week was carter fortin from cole valley christian just a phenomenal game against payette for the chargers um, he goes for 260 yards and five touchdowns with the air, and he adds another one on the ground. That's a heck of a way to have your opening week, right? And then, of course, um, I like my pick was Nampa Christian, right? And uh, Landon Cheney comes out 312 yards and three touchdowns. So that's going to be a tough conference. You got two of the best quarterbacks in 2A right here, um, a couple miles down the road from each other. Really, um, so when those two match up later on in the season, that's gonna it's gonna be a great one. Of course, Carter Woodland for notice ran for 210 yards in that win against Tri Valley. Here's the thing: he did it on 11 carries. <laughs> he averaged 20 yards a carry. Uh, <laughs> even starting at the 20 yard line, it just takes him four runs, and he's in the end zone, right? Yeah, and and of course, notice was up something like forty to zero in the first quarter. Uh, probably could have been a lot worse. Um, moved some kids around, but he also had four touchdowns. So, just a lot of great individual efforts um, here in in the Treasure Valley this weekend. Just uh, there's great athletes all over the board. Yeah, that that Cole Valley Christian game was actually played on Saturday night um, because they played it at Columbia High School. And Columbia, of course, had their own game on Friday night. So right, that was kind of an interesting scheduling quirk. All right, so you kind of outlined the uh, the best individual performances. Let's give out the bronze, the silver, and the gold. We'll give out medals here. Does that sound all right? That is fine. Um, I think the the so we're gonna I'm gonna go. Um, so I have three stars to give out at the end for all sports. Um, Oh, for all sports. Okay, let's save it to the end then. Let's, yeah, let's, let's save it. To, let's let's yeah. go to the end because I have I have a, a team that I want to recognize that's not football. So we'll, we'll okay. give we'll give out those medals at the end. Okay. Well, once we, I mean, we'll give it away once we get into it. But you know, right. We'll right. leave you on, sitting on the edge of your chairs waiting to come back. I mean, these are more prestigious than the Heisman. So you, <laughs> you know, that's you for should sure. Be waiting. But yeah, this, this will be good. That's a good tease. Okay. Hey, I did want to mention really quick, speaking of competitions, we are bringing back to yes. idahosports.com our gridiron game picks. It, it went live on the site today. So everyone was asking us last week for week one. They said, hey, are you guys doing the football picks again this year? We had people asking left and right. And we said, well, 
because COVID happened last year, we kind of had to shelve it because the schedule changed so much. And, and we wanted to give ourselves a buffer week just in case the worst happened and COVID-19 reared its ugly head again. We did have one game actually get canceled. Ridgeview was supposed to play Century and they had to cancel. Um, but so, so we kind of gave ourselves a, a cushion week, so to speak, in case COVID-19 came up again so but now that we feel confident that we're going to proceed as normal yeah every single game in the state of idaho all you have to do is register uh with a profile uh on idahosports.com it's right on the homepage. you click on gridiron game picks you make your picks um you pick every single game in the state of idaho you're going to be competing against me you're going to be competing against logan you're going to be competing against paul kingsbury and you're going to be competing against each other as well. So it's going to be pretty exciting and there's going to be some cash prizes. Uh, we're going to give out the winner each week is going to get $25, which, Hey, these days with the price of gas and groceries, that helps out a lot. And also, uh, that'll get you about a mile down the road right now. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that wasn't a good analogy. Was it? That wasn't very good. But I mean, 25 bucks will help because yes. everything's so expensive. It's, it is like, it's even my civic is a pain to put gas in. I hate it. Oh, dude, it's brutal right now. I'm I'm ready for fall to mm. maybe these prices go down. Uh, so yeah, so you win twenty five dollars if you get the most games picked correctly, and then we have a season winner as well. So, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't filled mine out yet. I'm waiting until I do all the prep casts so I can get all the insider info, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll know which games to pick. I know I started mine, and I'm like, ah, I need to. I need more time to look at. I was kind of just picking them on the fly, and then I started getting down where I'm like, mm, I need to do a little more. I need to look a little more carefully before I I just start picking people. So right. it's always it's fun. It's fun. It, it's uh, I mean, I'm gonna win, so it's really not. <laughs> it's not much of a competition, but it'll be fun for everybody else to try and catch me. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun for sure. So and then these are live until you have until seven o'clock Friday night to lock in your picks. It's the uh, gridiron game picks on IdahoSports.com and it's right on the homepage. It could be for uh, some some cold hard cash against the IdahoSports.com experts, quote unquote. So. Yeah, quote experts. Right, right. <laughs> right. Okay. So with that said, let, do you want to look ahead to some of the games we have coming up this Friday, this weekend and talk about what stands out yeah let me uh sorry i'm just i'm, I'm going through my notes really quick on my yeah did we I had. I was from, and, from, from the previous week that you wanted to talk about oh uh, well i mean i think we we hit on most of them i got we'll, we'll look at um i do want to kind of go over some soccer scores here really quick um okay sure i think uh some teams had some strong weeks or had a strong week last week uh, Weezer beat Emmett one to zero. Uh, Weezer that they fell to Middleton three to two. I mean that's 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 honorable. Middleton a great four um, A soccer team. Is, is this Weezer, boys or girls, Logan? Sorry, this is boys. Sorry, boys. boys. Okay. This is boys soccer. Um, and then Weezer beat Baker three to zero. Payette beat Nissa four to one, and McCall beat Baker two to one in boys soccer. And then on the other side in girls soccer, Weezer beat Emmett four to one. Payette beat Nissa. Four to zero. Weezer beat Baker City eight to two, and McCall beat Baker City five to zero. So the Idaho schools coming out real strong against the um, against the Oregon schools this week in soccer, in both yeah. boys and girls. And so that's kind of I just wanted to tip my hat to to those soccer players here in the state, um, here in Treasure Valley, the three A girls and boys soccer players 
for uh, sweeping everybody. The only loss uh, on the weekend was was just a, a Weezer's loss to Middleton. Um, everybody else won. So uh, you know, it's a it was a good week for for soccer here in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, no no shame in, in falling to Middleton. They've got a pretty good program there. No. So. Um, yeah. So um, I want to look at before I get to my last thing. Well, yeah, let's look at some of the games this week. I think the big game that I'm looking at um, is a is a cross level game. It's uh, Fruitland and Nampa Christian. That one on on Friday night at Fruitland. Um, this will give us a test to see because I picked Nampa Christian, right? I picked them to win the conference, right? And I'm I'm still staying there. I don't know. I Carter Fortin's night against Payette has <laughs> got me sweating a little bit. Hmm, um, and who, picks, that, who picks Cold that, Valley Christian? Uh, hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah um, I don't know. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's too? I I was looking. Shay McClellan put up some. Uh, Wait, well, he, he retweeted Carter's uh, huddle highlights, and I was watching them, and some of those routes were real smooth. And I, <laughs> I joked. I said, surely this defense a defensive guy couldn't have drawn up these plays, right? <laughs> um, but no, but they, they looked really good. Um, they, the highlights I saw looked uh, looked good. And I know Payette, typically not your strongest team, but still to go out and drop 43 te- points on a team high, higher than you is uh, – that's impressive. <clears throat> yeah. Also, we've well, got um, Weezer and Emmett are going to play Friday night. Uh, that should be another good one. Uh, of course, two teams that were – well, Emmett – Obviously, last year was very impressive, and Emmett stomped Boise on Friday night. So Emmett looks to be good. I know Boise typically struggles, but they also dropped 40 points on Boise. So I think that'll be a great game. Looking forward to that Emmett and Weezer game. Um, Elsewhere. um, I'll tell you one that I'm excited to look at, and that's a pair of 1-0 teams. Wilder against Horseshoe Bend. Yes. We we talked about how Wilder came out and, and really impressed. Well, here they are second week in a row playing a really tough opponent. And you thought Carrie was tough. Well, Horseshoe Ben's no picnic either. No, and I think that'll be a great also base game for Wilder. We'll find out if they're really good or if Salmon River was just not that great. Um, it's probably a combination of the two, but that should be a good game. Um, Horseshoe Bend, of course. Like we said, they 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 stomped um, Idaho City, and they're I think they're they were the pick that we both had to win that conference. So, got to watch out for that game. See who comes out there. Um, also, keep an eye on Melba and North Fremont. Of course, that's a that's a long drive. That'll be on Saturday at Melba, um, but North Fremont making the drive over here. And North Fremont just a dominant team the last couple of years in Eastern Idaho, making the long drive over to play Melba. So we'll see how that one shakes out. I think that's probably the, the best uh, 2A versus 2A uh, game on the dock. But like you said, um, at the 1A level, I think that um, you know, we'll also see Council. Council was off last week. They didn't play. Um, Council is going to play notice. Uh, so we'll see how council shakes up. I know a lot of people thought maybe council was a team that could challenge Horseshoe Bend, um, and so I think they're gonna. We'll see real quick if they're one of those teams that can challenge them um, in that game against 
in that game against notice. I don't think anybody probably expects them to beat notice, but how well can they hang with notice? How well can they do? Um, and then of course, uh, Meadows Valley kicking off against salmon river. So that's actually a really close matchup. Those two teams, not too far apart, as long as there's not a, uh, a landslide or a rock slide between the two towns. Um, it's pretty quick. As long as that's, um, that's not there, you know, you, yeah. you have to say that here because it seems like there's always a rock slide there. Not always, but you know, it's, right. it's more common than, than people think. <laughs> Yeah, this will be Meadows Valley's. That's hard to say. Meadows Valley, Meadow Valley's. Yeah. Anyways, it'll be their for the Mountaineers' first game in more than twenty years, which is right. pretty exciting as well. So, uh, I wanted to talk about that North Fremont Melba matchup really quick. Yeah. Even though, even though Melba's zero and one and North Fremont is one and zero, I actually came away from Week One more impressed with Melba than I did North Fremont. North Fremont is a team that got to the semifinals last year in the two a playoffs. And, you know, to hear their, their fans and supporters talk, you know, they, they thought they should have been in the championship game. They lost to Firth seven to six when they fumbled in a, in a blizzard late right. in the game and Firth took it back for a touchdown. Um, and so I was expecting more from them and they, you know, they were playing a three, a school, but it's filer, a three, a program that really has struggled and has a brand new coach. And they only won 34 to 27. It was a one score right. game. So yeah. North Fremont to me wasn't as impressive as I thought, whereas Melba actually played really well against Fruitland. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all for as much as we said, we like some of the other teams in, in the WIC better than Melba. I think Melba, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Melba beats North Fremont. And I guess that would be my official pick when I do the football picks later this week. So, yeah. And I, I don't think that's a bad pick either. I agree. I think, Looking at that score, I thought they probably should have beat Filer by a little bit more. Um, but then Melba hung tough with Fruitland. And again, it goes back to maybe Fruitland's not good and we just don't know yet, you know, but <laughs> it's hard to know. But I really I, I can't imagine that they're not a strong team this year after last year. Um, and I think Melba hung with them tough. And like you said, that'll be it'll be interesting to see how that one shakes out uh, on a Saturday. So um if you got nothing else to do, if your game's wrapped up, just held, you know, you play Friday night, you can go to Melba on Saturday and check that one out. That's a, that's a, I guess that's a benefit of playing on Saturday. That's right. Yeah. It's going to be, I think that's going to be a fun matchup. And then, and then otherwise on the schedule this week, we have some, some cross state games, right? Cole Valley Christian is going to play Nissa in Oregon and Parma is going to play Vail High School. So those will be interesting ones to keep an eye on. Yeah. Well. And then, and then there's just one more. I look at it's it's a two zero and one teams, and I know Glens Ferry is not with us, but they're like fringe, right? They're right on the edge. They're there, yeah. Um, and they play Idaho City, and they were in, at the eight man showcase. They they got beat on the scoreboard. It was it, it wasn't pretty uh, against Prairie, but that game, I if you look at the final score, you would not realize how close that game was. It was fourteen to eight in the second quarter. Uh, midway through when when they score uh, Glens Ferry scored 25 yard run got called back by a penalty um, and that really just derailed everything uh, they were going to go up on Prairie and it was going to be a one you know they were going to lead or be down by a score or so going into halftime and I thought I thought Glens Ferry looked really good to be honest I know they lost um, but I was I was very impressed with the pilots. I think that they're going to have a sneaky good year. Um, they play in an extremely tough conference. I know Paul's probably killing me. I'm taking all his 
stuff for his eight man one, but eight um, man takes. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I that's a, that's a team I like to to look out for if you if you if you want to stretch outside the area for just a minute here. But uh, I think Glens Ferry will be a lot better than they have been in the past. Yeah, and can uh, Idaho City rebound right after a disappointing opener? That'll be yeah. interesting. Oh, and two holes. So it'll be two teams looking to bounce back. And so that's why I'd like to, I think that will be a good uh, test game for both of them to see where they stand after tough games week one. Yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. And uh, I I forgot to mention earlier when I was talking about Oregon versus Idaho, Homedale is also playing Ontario, which is a bigger school in Oregon. That'll be a fun matchup to watch as well. So, all right. uh, So we've kind of previewed the, the slate coming up. Let's let's hand out your stars to the yep. top performers from the week that was. So this is going to be a weekly feature where you're going to kind of pick three that you like. And yep, it's going to be. It can be a player. It can be a team. It can be um, the offensive line for so and so that didn't allow a sack or you know whatever it whatever it may be. Just just three outstanding performances for the week. Cool. Um, and the first, so the 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 bronze medal. Um, I'm going to go to Carter Woodland from notice. I think a phenomenal game he had with the 210 rushing yards on, on 11 carries. That's, I think that's just the key thing you could, a lot of players you see can get 200 yards a game if they're just pounding it all night, but he, 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 he barely ran the ball 10 carries. That's the, you know, a typical running back will have 40 yards, 30 yards mm-hmm. on 10 carries. Uh, and he had 210, on on 11 so carter woodland gets the bronze star um silver medal or silver star whatever you want to say um let's go carter fortin he had a great game um like i said 206 260 yards five touchdowns through the air and one on the ground um and a win against a 3a school i uh, and, and you know we say they had to go up and play 3a and i this is kind of a side note but i don't know how long Cole Valley is going to stay a two A. There was an interesting article in the news um, last week or the week before about how they're anticipating their enrollment to just shoot through the roof. Um, they're going to build a new school kind of out near where the Owyhee location is, um, and so you know they double in size, get a little bit bigger. Of course, they're a K through twelve, um, but you never know. You might see the Chargers move up a little bit, and they might turn out to be one of those new powerful programs in the state uh, with their growing enrollment. I can see them being um, so very again, similar to, to like a Bishop Kelly in, in the, right. in the three a ranks. Right. Yep. And I, you know, I think it's very reasonable to see that, that occurring, but unless um, we'll, we won't take away from Carter, Carter Fortin, the, the silver star of the week. And then um, can I mention also, great effort. He, he he also came through on defense and and got a sack also. He did, yeah, he did. I forgot <laughs> to mention that had a sack. Yeah, uh, just you don't see your 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 quarterback who has potential to play at the D one level going out and playing defense too, right? It, you don't see that that much. Um, and just yeah, just a great effort from him. So Carter Fortin, the silver medal of the week, and then I'm my gold medal goes to the Horseshoe Bend girls volleyball team. They won that tournament there at New Plymouth this weekend, and they go five and zero in that tournament. And that they had the opening round, and they played New Plymouth, Prairie, and Payette uh, in pool play. Breeze through those three teams, and then 
go on to beat Potlatch and and Potlatch, if I'm correct, beat Tri Valley earlier. So the loggers, no no joke there, right? Potlatch looking strong. Yeah, they were good last year too, Potlatch. Mm -hmm. And so Horseshoe Bend comes in, beats Potlatch, and then and then they go in and beat Coal Valley Christian to finish it off, a two A school. (laughs) So I, you know, gold medal goes to Horseshoe Bend. Of course, they came in third last year. They won the conference, um, the tournament. Of course, we we talked to Tri Valley coach, Coach Ulencott, a couple of weeks ago, and um, we 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 kind of expected that Horseshoe Bend would come out firing after ending their season the way they did, losing to a conference team in the state semifinals, uh, coming home third. But looks like the Horseshoe Bend girls volleyball team might might have uh, eclipsed Tri Valley early in the season, at least, as maybe the team to look out for here in the Treasure Valley. So gold medal to the Horseshoe Bend girls volleyball team. Yeah, they're they're led by they have three sophomores on their team that earned all conference honors as freshmen a year ago. The Annalise Wilson, who I think is one of the best all around players in the Treasure Valley. And then you've also got Abby Howerton and, and Tori Cheetah. I mean, that's that's an incredible nucleus and, and they're only sophomores. And and we talked about that in our in our preseason uh, prep cast. We did kind of talking about the volleyball yeah. teams. And I said, if those young players could take that next step, I don't know that anybody's going to hang with Horseshoe Ben. Tri-Valley, I think, is having to reassess. OK, how do we how do we beat these? How do we beat this? Yeah. team? And I think teams around the state yeah. are going to take notice as well. And, and like you said, they're sophomores now. Yeah. It's scary that they they're just getting started in their second year and they, they have the basically three full seasons to go and to go into that tournament um, and play two a schools um, and, and just kind of roll through it. You got to be impressed. And if you're horseshoe bin, you got to be, if you're the community there, you got to be excited about what you're seeing from your athletics right now and your volleyball team being looking extremely strong and probably going to get strong consideration to maybe even um, in the, coaches poll to be high up there potentially one or two you got to think there will be up there and then your your boys your football team um making it having a dominant win against idaho city and a, and a huge matchup with wilder this weekend so um exciting uh sporting sporting events going on there in the horseshoe bend a, a good time to be a mustang yeah, that's for sure. That's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those athletes as as the season goes along. So, uh, well, I think we've said all that we can say about what happened. We we feel like we know a little bit, but we'll we'll know a lot more next week after everybody gets a second game or a second weekend of matches under their belts. Right. Yep, yeah. it's uh, you know, I can't believe week one's already ready. It was we built it up so much. Can't wait for it to get here, and now it's. Now you're already planning for week two games um, and looking ahead to see what's in week three too. Um, so it, just just glad that sports are rolling again. And and we had a, a very successful first weekend of around the state across all across all sports. Yes. And like we said, really only one game impacted by COVID-19, which is so awesome and so tremendous. So that's right. exciting. Um, all right. Well, uh, I didn't see uh, Bishop Sycamore anywhere on anybody's schedules. No, nope. nope. they're, so they're, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not. I'm not. Pay, I'm not taking them this week. I'm not taking them. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some free advice. Don't pick Bishop Sycamore in the uh, 
gridiron game picks. But don't forget to do that on idahosports.com. It's right on the homepage. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you back here next week. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy week two, everybody. Stay safe. We'll see you back here next time from idahosports.com.